everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Long Box Guys. With me, as always, some of my very best friends since I was a very little kid. <laughs> Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking today? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm drinking some Grangestone 12-year-old scotch. How are you doing, Tom? What are you drinking? I'm doing terrific. I'm drinking uh, Bushmills, the preferred scotch of Spider Robinson and all the guys down at Callahan's Cross Time Saloon. Uh, Josh, how you doing? What are you drinking there, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, and I've just got a light beer from Harpoon, my rec league. I'm still trying to get you one of those jackets. Every time I see one, I want to get it. Mikey, how about you? How you doing? What are you drinking there, pal? I'm doing fine, and I am drinking an A&W root beer. Oh, you don't want to get that hangover to hit you like a cannonball? Oh. 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 That's right. We're going to talk about that Damien Rice song, Cannonball, aren't we? Damien Rice? Yeah. I thought that was Rook Assault. No. Uh, thought that was Miley Cyrus. No, that's Wrecking Ball. That's Wrecking Ball. I'm going to challenge on that one later. Because I'm pretty sure Rook Assault did Cannonball. There's there's another Cannonball, but that I believe is, um, was it Belly? That might be Belly. You might be Belly. I always get those. But there's also up. a Damien Rice song. But you know what I didn't get mixed up? Today what? we are talking about Cannonball. Sam Guthrie, one of my favorite characters in the New Mutants back in the day. So I'm going to go over a little bit of his uh, starting story. And I think the thing that I like most about his starting story is, much like Peter Rasputin, he was a very rural... Oh, God damn it, I had to say the word. Rural. <laughs> Thank rural. you. He was one of those... Was uh, he more- a juror? <laughs> Um, he was more of a country boy than anything else when he came to the team. Uh, not very, you know, well exposed to the greater world outside of what he's known in the past. And he brought a certain likability uh, to that character because of it. You know, I, I can see myself a little bit more in Cannonball than I can see in some of the other ones. So Samuel Zachary Guthrie was born in, uh, I know it's the Midwest. Let's see if I can say There it is, Kentucky. To a coal mining family. I mean, you can't get much more Kentucky than that. Born to a coal mining family. His superpower uh, has to do with uh, his ability to harness, let me make sure I got this right, uh, thermochemical energy released from his skin. Usually, and especially in the very beginning of the comic books, he only used this for hurling his body forward like a cannonball. And that thermo chemical reaction would also envelop him in a shield so he could fly at somebody at superhuman speeds and was invulnerable while doing it so he was literally like a cannonball but he couldn't control movement much at all in the beginning days and that was really kind of fun because we hardly ever see a cool superpower with such a major flaw he can fly pretty much in a straight line and hit something if they don't move and that was kind of neat in the beginning. He, of course, had a huge developmental arc, and those powers changed vastly over the years. But I think it stuck with me the most is the fact that he did have to learn those superpowers. We say that Charles Xavier School is a place for gifted young people to learn how to use their powers, but I think it's the new muse that showcased that the best. Uh, we also see it a lot with Bobby Drake, because Bobby Drake, when he first... Uh, was in the X-Men, was pretty much a snowman. You guys remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big snowman. Hard to take a snowman all that seriously. But then he hardened up a little bit, and he became pure ice, and that was a, a 
a cooler look, if nothing else, and also you know, nice visual and a bigger set of superpowers, and his powers kind of increased after that uh, to the point now where he's super, super powerful. Can you guys think of two... I mean, Danny also had that big, big controlling thing that she has to do with her powers, though as an Omega-level mutant, her powers were never in total control for her. Uh, I haven't read it lately. Is she in total control of those Omega-level powers now, Mike? Sorry about Danny Moonstar? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she's on Omega-level. No, she's she's an Omega-level. Oh, okay. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> but she was never in con- very much in control of it. They say she could have taken out the Hulk with her powers. So mm-hmm. that, that goes that gets up to Omega-level. Sam Guthrie, even with the increase in powers, I don't think he ever makes it to Omega, but he does get pretty darn powerful. Yeah. Uh, there's also a, uh, I, something I did not know. He can also absorb and redirect force. Uh, he was able, actually, to uh, redirect Gladiator's punch. Gladiator's kind of close to Superman when it comes to... Yeah, he's the Superman of the yeah. Shire Galaxy. Yeah, he's the Superman of the Shire Galaxy. Probably not quite as strong, but, I mean, if you can redirect the force of one of Gladiator's punches, you're doing something right. And there's also a probability that he's an immortal mutant uh, in the externals group because he seems to not be affected by death. Uh, I do know at least two times we called his death uh, and he's come back. So, I mean, I think Gladiator is like the litmus test. Like a lot of people beat up Gladiator more than should beat up Gladiator. Yeah. Because I think he's like the litmus test for you made it as a powerful character. So they like bring him in, you beat up Gladiator, now they know you're on to the next level. He's like he's like a mini boss. Yeah, he's like Fire Lord. Yeah. Oh my god. And also I like to call myself vindicated. We talked about a villain years and years ago called the Smasher. Do you remember the Smasher? I remember you talking about him. Yeah. It came up while I was doing research. He is part of the Shiar Imperial Guard, and his superpower is he likes to grab somebody, fly way up in the air, and throw them down. Letting gravity do all the hard work. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I remember talking about him and LT going, you're high, dude. There's no character called the Smasher. And he doesn't really show up that much. So I was having a hard time proving it. And today when I was doing a little bit of extra research. In my defense, I, I thought that maybe you had eaten an edible and were confusing birds that that throw down oysters <laughs> <laughs> to smash them on rocks to open them up with with a comic book character. That's how they came up with this character, I think. Oh, yeah. Somebody was yeah. sitting out on a dock and like, oh, I need a new super. Oh, wait a second. Oh, wait a second. See what that bird's doing. That's kind of nifty. By the way, uh, we're belittling this. That's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, that's one of my weaknesses is being dropped from a very tall height. Yeah. 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 If you fly to low orbit and drop me, that's not great. Yeah. But you know how to survive that? Cannibal. Cannibal. <laughs> not one of his weaknesses. I mean, there was a dinosaur big enough to do that to people. So imagine Quetzalcoatl like flying down, picking you up and throwing you against the pavement. See if you get to the squishy insides. Just to get to that deliciousness inside? Yeah. They just want a little schmear on their pavement. Yeah. So I agree. I think Sam in the New Mutants was amazing. And I think he really 
came into his own as the leader of the New Mutants um, during Magneto's run uh, over the uh, New Mutants. Magneto took a lot more concern about the students of Xavier's school than fucking Xavier ever did, except for Jean Grey. Uh, but that's a whole other reason why I was taking so much interest in G- helping Jean Grey. Uh, yeah, I think um, Magneto actually had a curriculum. Yeah. Like, hey, we're a school. Should we have a curriculum? Nah, let's just go fight the Hellions. That's that's not a solid plan for the school year. Yeah. Is yeah. there lunch? <laughs> you guys do intend to get a degree at some point, right? Yeah. A degree in kicking ass. De- degree in dying at the hands of the Hellions. Uh, I, For me, my favorite cannonball story line is the uh, Secret Wars, where Cannonball is married. Him and his wife are living over in the Shire galaxy. And Bobby DaCosta comes back and is like, hey, man, we're Avengers now. Come on. Come on back and hang out with me, and we're going to have fun. And he's like, I, I can't do this. He's like, no, we, we have to save the multiverse. <laughs> you have to do this. And his wife is like, are you going to leave me here with this kid? He's like, sweetheart, I got to go say the multiverse. It's the multiverse. If it was the verse, no, oh. absolutely not. If it was the dual verse, I would consider it and I would still pick you, baby. Yeah. But the multiverse. Multiverse. Come on. There's come a lot on. Of, that's a lot of our kids in <laughs> other dimensions that I got to save. But I will say, I think Cannonball and Bobby DaCosta, uh, Sam and Bobby, are the best bromance in Marvel Comics. And I'm I'm willing to, to prove me wrong, somebody. I thought you were going to say bromance in all of comics. I was going to say no, and you know why. Yeah, but in Marvel, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I love Cannonball. I think he's a great character. What about you, LT? I like, I like the early New Mutants issues where he couldn't really control himself. He was always apprehensive to do things, even when like they wanted him to like pick up somebody to to make him vulnerable, and he was always like afraid he was gonna hurt people, so he never wanted to use use his powers. That was I think when when that character was just his best when he was this little country boy who just didn't want to hurt anybody and just was apprehensive about everything. To uh to dilute his powers down. He had a setup in the back of the school that pretty much looked like a tetherball court where he would lock himself into a harness and just shoot around this pole attached to a chain until he burned off all that thermal kinetic energy because he was afraid he was going to hurt someone, especially at night if he just exploded or something. Yeah. Which I think says a lot about the character, caring about other people. And the Guthrie or, family, they have uh, multiple heroes and uh, multiple mutants, right? And Paige, Guthrie, his little sister, is Husk, I think, right? That sounds right. Sounds sure, right. why not? It's, it's kind of like the, the rest. Page, so. <laughs> that, you're pretty, I think you're spot on. Like, he is the rest mutant of the U.S. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, he's got a little sister who's also a mutant. Oh my god. god. They just said, let's do Colossus. All again. over again. We just can't control his flight power. <laughs> just, we just make him so that he can't control himself. 
Colossus, you could always control his powers pretty much. No, but he no, was always no, he hesitant couldn't. to use them because he always felt he was going to break everything he touched or hit. And yeah, it's so. true. Remember, the first time we see Colossus use his powers, he punches out a tractor. A tractor that they that acknowledge. cost a lot of money. They acknowledge in the side panel is going to take the family decades to recover from the financial burden of losing that tractor. Yeah. If, if not political uh, repercussion from that. It was the people's tractor. That's what I'm saying to you. They they say that right in the side panel. You know that being worried about that is for tomorrow. Today, my 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 uh, sister is safe. But if we're not doing the Colossus. We're uh, not doing the Colossus. Colossus. We're doing, you can go back and listen to that one. Yep. Uh, so I'm with LT on this one. If we're going to talk about our favorite episodes, mine are some of those very very uh, early ones where he. <clears throat> I remember once he finally was able to swerve a little bit around trees. And he was really having a great time. He was making some juke moves, finally getting in control of his powers. And then he hit this terribly old tree and just destroys it. And he's worried that the animals that had lived in the trees were hurt or were now displaced. He really had empathy for everything around him when he did damage. And he has a power that can cause a lot of damage. Superman does not care about how much damage he does most of the time. What, I got to go flight Zod? Oh, man, I hope it's not New York. New York's been taking a whooping. <laughs> All right, here we go. That too cavalier of me. I think you'd be better off with the invincible Yeah. Uh, Omni-Man. Omni-Man really didn't give a shit. He reveled in that shit a little bit. <laughs> Remember when he held that guy up into a train? <laughs> yeah, it was his son. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Josh, do you have a favorite uh, arc or storyline or just what do you think about the character in general? I mean, I always liked Sam. I mean, I read the, you know, I, I think I own the whole run of the New Mutants somewhere. He was always a good character. I sort of haphazardly collected X-Factor because X-Factor, sorry, X-Force? X-Force. X-Force. When he rolled into X-Force, X-Force sort of comes into that moment in, in comics where... I got fed up with crossovers and sort of gave up for a while. Um, they, they, that was a ubiquitous across the board thing that happened to a lot of collectors. Yeah. And happened to me. Yeah. I gave up Marvel for like just, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel just overwhelmed us, right, with with crossovers. They're and still doing it. They're still, they're still doing it. Um, Those Savage do, Avengers is pretty cool. <laughs> I do have a recollection of a What If comic with Sam where uh, the X Men are in Asgard and he becomes king of the dwarves. That's all I remember. No, I don't think that was a what if. I think that's one where Loki that was a four that was a four part Loki one. Where Loki Wars. Yeah, Asgard Wars. That was really, really good. All the yeah, magic is, is drained, yeah. This no, this is a what if after that book. Uh, oh, sorry. Where the X Men don't go home. They just stay in Asgard. Neat. I'll read that shit. Yeah. That looks good. No, that's that's uh I just remember him as King of the Dwarves. King of the Dwarves. I can see I, that. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, yeah. Because he was a coal, because he's from a coal mining family. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. 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 That's it's a coal it. Coal mining family. The son of a coal King of the Dwarves. It makes sense. Yeah. All makes sense now. All makes sense. Also, let's talk about one other thing. When New Mutants first came out, a lot of us got excited to be on the ground floor of a new X Men comic. 
issue number one. We all did. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit, I'm on the ground floor. This is the first time in my life. Not only am I excited about a new comic book, but I got issue number one. This could be my action comics number one. I mean, I wasn't really thinking that, but I was hoping it, you know. And it's such a rarity to find a new team that has that that generates that kind. Of, have you guys seen another team like the New Mutants that came in that made us all think, oh, this might be the new new cool team? Or, yeah, or every every issue number one does that, but I think it would it was when they they relaunched the X Men. Like they had Uncanny X Men, and then they came out with X Men number one, because that was that's the biggest selling comic of the last forty years. Yeah, yeah but right? I didn't feel that for that one. I thought that was a gimmick. Well, that's and it because was. people they had it was. six different covers. Yeah, and people were buying all six covers, and they're like, "This is going to put my kid through college." Newsflash, it will not. Those are all in quarter bins because they sold 10 or 15 million copies of that comic. Yeah. This won't put your kid through a set of diapers. <laughs> I remember That's part of that burnout. But New Mutants was the last one that I really thought, oh, I'm on the ground floor. I'm, I'm excited. I get to yeah power pack a little bit too. But then I read one. <laughs> It didn't, have, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't start off as good as New Mutants. I mean, I, I kind of felt a little bit about, you know, Suicide Squad when they had Cosmonaut in it. But then as <laughs> soon as Cosmonaut went out of it, I was just like, shut up. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, does anyone have any last words on Kentucky's favorite? Sam Guthrie. Guthrie? <laughs> yeah. Is it Guthrie? Yeah. Oh, like Arlo. Yeah, like Arlo. Yeah. yeah. I, about, about 62 percent of the time, I call him Arlo Guthrie. And I'm like, no, no, it's not Arlo. It could be. It could be. Uh, you know, for a second, I, I got your middle name mixed up for a second there, Josh. I was going to say, hey, you guys got the same middle name. You have the same first and middle name. Right? What? Isn't your middle name Samuel? It is. For some reason, I was thinking, oh, you got the same middle name. No, it's. That was close. The Breeders. Yeah. The Breeders. The Breeders on Cannonball. The Breeders. Yeah. Did you look that up or did you know that? No, I was staring at the thing of the Cannonball for a while. No, I had the, I had the thing up for to get that uh, that image <laughs> of uh, him as the Dwarf King, but no. All right, good. It was the Breeders. All right. It's the Breeders. Yeah. Right. Breeders, which had Tony Donnelly from Belly. Right. Yeah. Um, Mike and LT. Yeah. I'm going to let you pick between you. I want to steal a front or the back of the lawn box from one of you guys. I've, you uh, know, go ahead, right. steal it. Go ahead. All right, you I'm stealing LT. You get the front and the back. All right. Whoa. All right, it's got to be good. Tom, what do you got in the middle of the lawn box? In the This is actually great because it actually is in the middle of the lawn box. It's not that old. It's not that new. And Josh, uh, I was explaining it to him. There's a meme that's going around showing Taskmaster playing golf against Bullseye. Has anyone seen this? It's been coming up on a lot of social media. Josh saw it right off the bat. And Bulls and Taskmaster is just giving Bullseye shit. Like, hey, why don't you go back to killing Matt Murdock's girlfriends? That always works out well for you. During a golf tournament. It is a celebrity supervillain golf tournament. And a guy is teamed up with... Bullseye. 
Bullseye, and another guy's teamed up with Taskmaster, and the guy who's teamed up with Bullseye is like, how the fuck are we losing? And Bullseye's like, I can't golf for you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and the name of this comic book is called The Rubicon Trigger. Has anyone read The Rubicon Trigger? No. There are so many beautiful little tidbits about this comic book. It's almost as good as the secret... Uh, the one that you turned me on to, Mike, the Secret Society, the, the Secret Seven, the Sinister, uh, the Sinister Six, but there was only five of them. Yeah, Sinister Foes of Spider-Man. The Sinister Foes is almost as good as Sinister. The writing is impeccable. It's super funny. It's Nick Fury and Taskmaster trying to avenge the the death of Maria Hill, and the entire time. Natasha is trying to avenge Maria Hill, and she's the goddamn Terminator. Taskmaster is pissing his pants. He does not want Natasha to catch him. At one point, she's knocked out. He steps over her and points a gun at her head and goes, I've seen her rise from the dead way too many times for this shit. I'm just running. And he just starts running. <laughs> like, he is terrified of Natasha, which is really funny. So the crux of it is Maria Hill's been killed. And nobody knows who it was, but everyone thinks it was Taskmaster. Taskmaster has been framed for it. So Natasha's going to, Black Widow's going to come and avenge her. Nick Fury doesn't think it was him. There's only one clue, and that is the Rubicon trigger. Maria Hill was working on something called the Rubicon trigger, which is such a send up of every James Bond movie of the last five years. Right, Josh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just two words. It's just two. Just like those are just two words. But I told them what words. the cowboy is. Just they pick two cool action <laughs> words. Rubicon trigger. Yeah. I'm not all the way through this comic book yet, but I think I know the ending. And if it's the ending, I think it is. It'll be brilliant. If it's not, <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed off. <laughs> I'm hoping that the Rubicon trigger in the end is just a book Maria Hill was working on for James Bond. <laughs> Because that'll be hilarious. All right, I gotta check it out. Check it out; it's really, really good. Uh, Bullseye has a very small part in it. They have to go into uh, three different areas. Uh, uh, he has to take on Hyperion at one point, uh, which is a tall, tall, tall uh, task to do. Speaking of Marvel Superman, yeah. Um, so he barely escapes on that one. Then he has to take on. Um, the leader of the Korean Secret Service, which is not easy either. So this and, is Taskmaster you're referring to, right? Yeah, ta then Taskmaster has to go into... Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. You're revealing a little too much for uh, a bunch of people who want to read the comic. All right, you're right. But it's just such a, a vast, arc, fun graphic novel. I think it must, it must have been four or five comic books. I just grabbed the, the, uh, the bundle. Uh, great artwork. He's so mad when they take his face when he goes to prison. He's so mad. And Nick Fury, and one last part, <clears throat> Taskmaster won't let Nick Fury, he turns his back on him while they're eating together, and Nick Fury's like, hey, I've seen your face like nine times. <laughs> and Taskmaster's like, he didn't see it today. <laughs> In Taskmaster's defense? Yeah. He can't remember anything more than 30 days. I know, which is really a sad little bit of the task. Taskmaster is such a great, 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 sad, sad, sad 
like sub story in there. Like all the people around him are trying to help him, but he can't remember it. Sad birdie. That was the front and the back or the middle of the long box, depending on how you're going. Sorry if that was kind of tangential. Josh, you're the master of tangents. What do you got for me, buddy? Ooh, I don't know. I love Taskmaster. Photographic so, reflexes is cool as is a fudge. Cool power. Okay, photographic reflexes. You can pick three people. Who do you photograph? Who do you take? See, my body still got to be able to do it, though, right? I mean, I guess. All right. I mean, yeah. I... Like, I can't watch Venus Williams play tennis and then play tennis like her because the body's not going to be able to do it. But yes, with the photographic reflexes, you would be able to do it. I would just break everything every time I try to. Like, I can't stop like she stops. I can't run like she runs. But that's the whole point, that you are able to mimic exactly what they do. What they do. It's the superpower. It's the superpower. If it's the superpower and I can do it, well, I know you're watching, Josh. (laughs) I know at least you're watching Muggsy Bowles for a while. I mean, I'm watching a basketball player. It's not Muggsy Bogues. I mean, I'll, I'll go Steph Curry. He's the guy that's doing it the most like you would be doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the three-point shot. I'll, I'll take the three-point oh, yeah, shot three on that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you think? All right. Three people. Jesus. Physical skill. All right. Michael Phelps. So I can go swimming. <laughs> Just to swim, you asshole. I don't I swim very swim. well. I don't <laughs> I want, to, I want to go swimming. I have to tell you to swim. You can swim, just not fast. I, yeah, I can you swim. You swim like a guy better. drowning in a straight line. I get that. But don't watch Michael Phelps. Don't waste Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps wouldn't watch Michael Phelps. Come on. I want to know how to swim, so I'm choosing Michael Phelps. Suck. And then I'm going to choose John Stockton for basketball. So that way okay. I can flop with the best of them. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Kurt Angle. Not a bad one for self-defense. Or I can become a professional wrestler. Yeah. Who's just not very good on the mic. It's true. It's true. It's, true. it's damn true. How about you, LT? What do you got there? All right, so I think I would take uh, one of our SCA acquaintances, Donovan, so that I could perfectly match Donovan in matches and frustrate the hell out of him by just doubling all the time, just perfectly matching him, so that my friend Tom, who does not like him, could watch and watch (laughs) him get annoyed. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, so him frustrating somebody is cool, but me wanting to learn how to swim, I'm a dick. I get it. Because <laughs> I'm doing it for altruistic reasons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then I think I would have to probably take, like, I don't know, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger, so it would make me bringing these bags of food up the stairs a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> but Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm gonna. <laughs> all right. If we're if we if that's the way we get to go, 
Uh, who's the guy that played the mountain on? Uh... Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. All right, I take the mountain. This is so I can do strongman feats, so I can bring up ten bags of rice at one time. Bjorn something or other. Yeah, Bjorn something or other. I'll take him as one. Uh, I will take uh, Phil Taylor as number two. Who? Phil Taylor, probably the greatest darts player of all time. I can just make a little money on the side playing darts. All right. See, and I was thinking, I would just, I would just pick one of of the 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 people that comes in from Africa and just wins the marathons, just in case there's a zombie apocalypse, so that I can outrun all my friends. Cardio is important during a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, in that case, take Mob because we know him. Uh, you know, you know Olga. Yeah. Her nephew is Mope, the guy who's won the Boston Marathon four times. Okay. He comes in every once in a while. I'm like, you're the guy that wins the Boston Marathon all the time, right? He goes, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks for helping us pack bags. <laughs> He's real nice. Very soft-spoken. Uh, yeah. And uh, if I didn't mention it, so I said, uh, and the other guy would be Shane Wayne. Probably the greatest. Uh, oh, you know what I should take? Uh, what's his name? God damn it! Uh, <laughs> who's the greatest snowboarder of all time? Come on, Tony Hawk. Scotty James. Scotty James. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Scotty James as my number three. <laughs> this because snowboarding looks like a hell of a lot of fun. I got lifting down. I got darts down, so I can make some money. And I got Scotty James. So one uh, English. Sports announcer would just love me to death forever. Look at him going loquaciously down that mountain. Have you ever the, seen anything so beautiful? Oh, the veiniest cock in all of snowboarding. You can't say that. I just did. I just did. <laughs> Scotty James. Scotty James. Scotty James. Beautiful uh, son of a bitch. Oh, my God. It's like looking into the sun. You just can't do it for too long, but it's magnificent. Scoy James! Was that everybody? Yeah. Josh? Uh, yeah, I think I'll take... Uh, you got one for slam dunk. You got to do that. We know that. I'll take I'll take Steph Curry for basketball. Because okay. um, I'm, I'm just not as tall. It, it wouldn't matter. So I'll take the, I'll take the shooting and the, and the, and the handles. Um, I'll take Dick Dale. God damn, I was just thinking I should change to Dick Dale. I'll take Dick Dale. Um, and if I could take someone who's dead uh, and hasn't well, you been seen did, in the Dick modern Dale. world. <laughs> now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take uh, Miyamoto Muasashi. I'll go for swordplay. Well, you can't. I would say you can if there's film. But okay. there isn't. <laughs> uh, then I'll take Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee? It's not a bad second choice. Third choice. I should say t- I'm on such a music kick now. I should have taken Dick Dale. God damn it! It's an obvious choice for me. That's true. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna swap out. I'm gonna swap out uh, Phil. <laughs> I don't you've, need money from darts. You've convinced me. I'm gonna get rid of uh, Kurt Angle, and I'm gonna take Billy Joel so I can play the piano. Oh, you get to sing too. But I'm more concerned about the piano. Yeah. Yeah, screw it. I don't need to outmer my friends. I, I will take Elton John so that me and Mikey can can have some have dueling pianos. 
Oh, I would go to that show. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Me and Josh would get drunk as fuck at that show. Yeah. Missing Speaking about Jonah. getting drunk as fuck, don't forget, in March, we're going to all go see the Red Hat Chili Pipers. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell's oh, yeah. Just letting you guys Where are they know. playing? In, in New London. I'm in. 100% in. It's like a Friday night. Just make sure yeah. I know the day. And me and Josh have t- uh, tickets to... Uh, Professor Swindle's Peculiarium, which is a really fun mini circus that's at this uh, brewery. We went last year with the wife, and I just had a terrific time. You guys should get tickets, too. It's terrific. When is it? Uh, October. Is it this Sunday or two Sundays from now when you have your concert? I have a concert. Uh, speaking of plugs, plugging this. If anybody wants to see middle-aged men trying to make it all the way through Purple Haze... <laughs> I got the place for you. September 24th, uh, the Magic Room in Norwood, Massachusetts. There is a bar in the back. I'll be playing um, You Really Got Me from the Kinks, Purple Haze, and uh, TNT, which I like because it's a fun bass line. Like Tom, you, you can't say it out loud every time. Like I got a three five. <laughs> so they're turning my mic off. I can't do the oys anymore. Oh, <laughs> I can't stop you saying. Can't three, just five, share five. somebody else's mic, huh? Uh, I might walk over to someone else's mic for oys. Any other plugs? You just plugged my show, Mike, and I thank you for that. Well, I'd also like to thank Kirby Crack who provides our geek rock music every week. If you're wondering, where's the music? Go to KirbyCracklemusic.com and listen to it. <laughs> or we'll hum some of it. <laughs> I'd like to thank GeekOrthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. GeekOrthodox.com. Prevair Fine, Stan Glass Prince, Johnny Skywalker Rocks Glasses. You name it, they've got it. GeekOrthodox.com. If you want apparel, you have to go to IanLito.com because they got so much stuff on GeekOrthodox.com. They couldn't fit it all on one website. They had to have a separate one for apparel. So go to IanLito.com for all your T-shirts, baseball shirts, socks, all of your apparel needs, and Geek Orthodox for everything else geeky. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think Josh, that's it. Any plugs? No. No. Scotland. Right. It's a country I'm going to next week. <laughs> Scotland. Scotland. Oh, I can't wait to get pictures, see pictures of all those castles you're going to visit, man. It's going to be great. Yeah. Are you going to get Scottish? It's crap. I'm going to go drink some whiskey. Is the Barstow in Scotland or Ireland? Scotland. But I will be at the near the Glenmorangie distillery and the Talisker uh, distillery. Uh, Are those high side or spy sides? Uh, I don't know. Talisker is a little bit more iodine-y. So I'm going to say it's more of a space side, yeah. Yeah, space side for that one if it's iodine-y and peaty. This has been Scotch Talk. Uh, Josh Scotland, is that your is that your sector? Oh yeah, all next week. That's my sector. And Mike, sweet sweet Mike, what is this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. 
Tommy, words of wisdom for us? Just go do some good, man. Do some good. That's what I like to hear. Do some good. So much negativity in the world. And don't forget what I always say. Don't do what you hate. Just just, just, uh, propagate what you love. You'll live longer. Thanks from the long box, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.